0: Hi, my name is Marissa Klein. I'm the founder of Choice Fashion and Media and co host of the career inspiration podcast, The Dreamcatchers. And I am Jamie Stozer, the other co host of The Dreamcatchers and the VP of Fashion and Media, at Choice Associates. Up next is a special edition of The Dreamcatchers. We've curated our favorite dreamers and doers for an inspirational conversation. Thanks for joining us and hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone. Hi, everybody. I am Jamie Stozer. For those of you that don't know me, I am one half of the Dreamcatchers, my sister and I, who's on the Zoom today. Marissa, Marissa can you wave? Hi, Marissa. 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 are the Dreamcatchers. We are um, a sister duo here in Monmouth County who Love our partners at Bellworks and so happy to be back for a How It Works session again today virtually. Um, I think this is our, is this our third How It Works from Home? I believe so. Yep, we did a retail one. We've done a How It Works from Home just in general. And now we are here today to talk about our favorite topic, my sister and I's favorite topic, which is career. Which I believe, as Marissa said, right before we joined Uh, The live stream is probably one of the most important topics right now that may not get as much love and attention um, in the news, in the media, in your conversations, but career and what we do for a living and what we're going to be doing moving forward is so, so poignant right now. Um, So thank you for being here, to our audience listening, and to our wonderful panel, and I'd love to spend the next few minutes just having all of you introduce yourselves to our audience um, you know, I should say this would have been our second annual career day at Bellworks and we did it last year with our friends over at, um, Bellworks and NPZ Design, Pell and Brooke, and it was a huge success. Uh, and we would have loved to have so seen many people there.
1: So many people. We would have loved
0: to see all of you in person, but we will make do as we have been making do for the last several months with a Zoom version. And would love to have everyone on the phone today. Just introduce yourself quickly, Marissa, if you want to just say hello fast, and then we can go around to the panelists. So hi, everybody. I'm Marissa Klein. Um, I am, as Jamie mentioned, the other half of the Dreamcatchers, and she might like me to say the older half of the Dreamcatchers. When we are not podcasting or career uh, empowering, we are raising families in Fairhaven and also Working for a long standing family business based in Manhattan that is 46 plus years old. And I have run our fashion division for 16 plus years, fashion and media. Jamie's been on my team with me, a partner in crime, for the last eight. We specialize in putting people to work, the agency as a whole, in all disciplines. My area is predominantly anything creative or anything fun or anything dream jobby or any reason why you ever want to move to New York on paper. And um, the last few months have been extremely, um, insert every expletive word here, when it comes to putting people to work. Uh, And we have... Taken our energy, as you can see, uh, and we, although I sometimes feel that we are sleepy because it's so hard to be a doer in this environment, when I hear us talk and say we've managed to do three virtual How It Works panels, which, by the way, we have a, a, a very strong following with these How It Works events when we're live in Bell Works. but the ma- the think that we've actually put on three virtual Uh, podcasts, live, virtual, et cetera, whatever you want to call this, conversations while everybody has just been in transition makes me proud. Um, And sometimes we just need to take a moment and look back over our shoulders, all of us, and say, wow, we've actually done a lot of stuff in a very uncomfortable time. So I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful to be joined with some new faces and some faces from last year where uh, we're part of our initial uh, career day, and I will let them introduce themselves, but some warriors that are tenants and employees in incredible companies at Bellworks um, that will have some incredible things and maybe some enlightening things to share with our audience. And then we also have some incredible women alongside of us that do similar things to what we do for rising for students undergrad and rising students and I'm sure recent alumni locally so uh without much further ado i think i see um tim first my friend tim who looks very different than he did last year and i'm <laughs> um you know why is it that we can't have our hair look good you know after <laughs> yeah. a month right anyway go ahead tim say hi to the world
2: uh, hi so yeah i'm i'm tim mack and uh, I'm the HR manager here at Vidya in Bellworks. And I'm actually in Bellworks. Today is my in-office day. Uh, most days, I'm, I'm working from home. And uh, most days, I'm, I'm at home, uh, like the rest of us. Uh, and yes, uh, quarantine beard, quarantine haircut. Um, but uh, real, real happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Welcome back, Tim. Oh, for those of us that don't know, Vidia is a um, a New York-based company with a New Jersey office. Or
2: we're right here in Jersey.
0: Right here in Jersey. And what can you just give us a quick overview of what Vidia does?
2: Sure. So we basically provide all of the back office infrastructure for independent musicians and record labels that want to make sure that their music is distributed digitally on all the streaming platforms that everyone's come to love over the last several months. So Spotify and iTunes and Instagram and TikTok and uh, a bunch of others that we have probably never heard of.
0: You know, Tim, I'd like love to it. see your TikTok account. Also, um, <laughs> I've done several TikToks during quarantine, FYI, uh, not under my own name, but under somebody else that lives in this house's name. <laughs> and I also would like to say for the crew and for anyone listening, I mean, that's a really cool company to have right here down the street Mm -hmm. from all of us. Um, And as we know, location suddenly, although Bellworks is the coolest place to work in the world, but suddenly location is less important than it ever was before. Um, Mm -hmm. And now Tim, as an HR manager for a business that has probably enjoyed, I would think, some unexpected success, in this moment, I would say, cautiously. Uh, you, I'm sure, have had a lot on your plate to get you there today. Um, and I, I, I hope that we can touch on that a tiny bit, because um, I'm assuming that although you look relaxed, it has not been relaxing. Um, so thank was you for being beard, Was your beard fully black before? As my <laughs> husband likes to say. <laughs> my husband will say, like, I was all black before this, and now I'm just this.
2: Um, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did grow in this time a little more gray than I remember it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's been a rough go. Well, thank Jamie, you for being here, Tim. Thanks for coming back. Jamie, uh, who do you see next? I see Ann Laporta next. Ann, if you could introduce yourself to the audience.
1: Sure. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Ann Laporta. I am the assistant director um, at Brookdale Community College in the Career and Leadership Development Office. So we work with students, and as you mentioned before, alumni, um, really from trying to help them figure out where they want to go, um, what majors, what classes, um, all to even placing them and mentoring them along the way. And working with so many of your fabulous companies, um, we love to escape to Bellworks, so by the way, for staff meetings, we're, we're there at least once a month, so I miss it too. Me <laughs> I'm, too. We're so happy to be here. Thank you. And by the way, kudos to the
0: Brookdale team because, having lived in New Jersey, I was born and raised in New Jersey. Obviously, lived in the city for many, many years. But Brookdale has a renowned um, reputation, at least from my staffing vantage point. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you have a great fashion program. You know, for a community school uh, or a local school, you have big reach. So I think um, that probably sure. speaks volumes. I mean, actually, we've have- been
1: there a while. We have over 12,000 students uh, that we work with, both part-time. You know, Brookdale Community College is in Monmouth County, but we have higher education centers throughout the county. Um, So we do, we work with all students, um, and we even work with uh, those coming and transitioning. As we talked about, you want to come back, um, continuing professional studies. So we will work with you in transitioning careers as well. So Brookdale And and continuing ed, right? Like you can take- take Mm Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's great. Absolutely. Okay. Well, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank I think it's great to have you. Um, so next up on my screen, I guess appropriately, is Jen as well. Jen, if you could introduce yourself to the to the folks listening.
3: Sure. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Jen Wynn, and I, as well, work for Brookdale Community College. I've been at Brookdale for about five years. I am a career counselor, so um, I love working with students who are either returning or, you know, uh, just trying to figure out their career path. Um, we also work with alumni. Um, it's, it's a great institution if you are looking to make a career change, um, and we see students go on to amazing four-year colleges. Um, I have a passion for working, you know, with people um, and helping them define their career goals and their career path. And um, I'm happy to be here because hopefully, the input that we give you um, during this time, especially, um, will be helpful in determining what your next steps will be.
0: Love it. Couldn't have said it better myself. I couldn't agree more. Um, Okay. And the next on my screen I see is Vaughn. Vaughn, if you could introduce yourself, it's, it seems to me that you're inside Bellworks today, which is nice to see as well. Like Tim. I miss those windows. I know I miss those windows too.
4: Yeah, it's the best. I've been uh, starting to come back a lot more in the the past couple of weeks. I miss it. And there's still that the Bellworks energy that's, that's here. and, And it's, it's always good to be back. Um, So yeah, my name is Vaughn Machado. I'm a senior branch manager here at ADECO. I've been here about uh, seven years now. I manage the local team here in um, Bellworks and then one in South Plainfield as well. Um, And ADECO, we're the largest staffing organization um, in the world. Um, And my team locally deals with everything from administrative and clerical uh, positions from light industrial to creative and marketing and uh, professional and finance um staffing so yeah and and we can definitely dive into it it's been a, a really interesting time in the staffing industry um but it's the team has done a great job and it's been uh it's been an interesting experience so yeah thank you so much for having me
0: we're glad to have you on and i said this off camera and i'll say it on camera you know it is there's never been a better time to virtually rub elbows with people that do what we do and obviously choice which has been in business for 46 years we we I mean, of course, in some veins do compete with an ADECO, but ADECO is a a global institution. And we are a, um, although we have strong, powerful arms, we are a regional business. Um, But I I think, you know, I almost, I almost, we had a, a call last night with a yoga instructor and I said, these yogis, they've always worked together, right? It was always about a good teacher, a good studio, you know, and we're and you're in staffing. There is a, a little bit for lack of a better way of putting it, a slight competitive edge because there's not a ton of business out there for us to all share. But I think now more than ever, and maybe maybe this is just my opinion, it's really important for us all to speak up and Definitely. share light together because there. Are, you know, if I can't help somebody get something, I want to refer somebody and this maybe my why Vaughn might be a little bit more successful than, than me, but that's okay. Um, I want to be able to refer someone that needs help to my friend Vaughn, because if I can't help them, maybe he can. And the truth mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, yes, it's a business putting people to work and staffing. And, you know, maybe some people don't really even get what staffing is. I'll let Vaughn explain it. Cause I've done it so many times. I'll let him take the stage, but you know, at the end of the day, we really just want to help people get jobs. So, you know, That's what I think. Really, is our overall. That's why we all do it. So yes, it it helps us eat, God willing. Um, But it is the intention that we're actually in what I call nonprofit profit, where we are gainfully trying to assist other people to take positions that will help them better their lives. Anyway, so thank you Mm -hmm. for being here, Vaughn. And yes, on paper we would be doing the same things and rubbing elbows together. And I'm glad to have you. Thank you. Back.
4: I'm glad to have
0: you back. Yeah, we
4: back. saw you last it's year at the career cool fair too. Yeah. yeah, it was
0: um, amazing event. yeah. It yeah, yeah, was, see? Right. It wasn't just in my memory.
4: Oh, Paolo would us that know. it was great too. It was great.
0: Okay, Kelly, you are up.
5: Hello, good morning. Um, I'm Kelly Gliotta, I'm the Vice President of Talent at WorkWave. Uh, located in Bellworks. I am, I've been with WorkWave for 21 years. Actually, my work anniversary was just yesterday. Oh
0: my goodness, Happy anniversary. anniversary.
5: That's exciting. Wow, 21 years, career. And uh, you know, this conversation is very timely because it definitely uh, has been a evolution of of career paths that I've had just within uh, WorkWave of doing customer service, managing, leading customer service, Uh, and then transitioning over to the HR space about five years ago. Um, And interestingly enough, uh, one of our uh, kind of our main company motto is reach your full potential. We actually have it on the back of T-shirts that everybody has, and we have it on the wall all over the office. And I love the idea of this panel because, and and really all of what you all do, because I think we're all in the same, you know, world of trying to help people we work with reach their full potential. Uh, and great timing of, of a conversation of how in this, you know, climate, do you, does everyone still find a way to reach their full potential personally and professionally?
0: I, I love that. And I think, you know, for those in the audience or, or who are listening who don't necessarily understand the pillars of what we all do, I think the overall, you know, undercurrent here is we all are what we would consider human being career experts, right? So either we, um, the overarching umbrella, I usually say this when I'm, you know, somebody is, is interested in HR, when I even started in HR and I was a career shifter myself, I started in PR and made a shift to, to HR inside my agency. Sounds like very similar to what you did, Kelly, where I was on the business side and made it switch within my company. Um, the overarching window, if you will, of those Bellworks windows of HR is, human resources, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's being a resource to other humans. Um, And I think that, you know, whether it's the pillars of HR, like recruitment or retention or benefits and comp and how you want to stay in a position and uh, what a company offers you in order to entice you to love your job or training and development, um, There's so many different layers of human resources, but I think we have a nice variety of folks here on the phone today, or on the Zoom today, in the Zoom room, as my friend last night said it. I like that. Because um, we were on another company Zoom last night and I heard that term. I'm like, I'm gonna use that. Um, and I think that that's such an interesting way to start, right? So we typically spend the beginning of our conversations talking to folks about you know, what you wanted to be when you grew up. Um, and I think what's a really interesting thing to talk about, especially right now, when I'm sitting with career shifters or new grads or in, you know college students, a variety of different folks that I speak to every day, we talk about that because I think that question or who you are, you know, in your friend group or who you are when you were young, I think is so telling to what we all do now. So I'm going to guess that all of us have something in common with what we wanted to be when we grew up, which is why we fell into a position, if you will, which most people do in HR, right? You kind of trip into this in your career. Um, You know, it it usually is because we all have that same kind of innate desire to help others. So I'd love to hear from all of you kind of what it is that you wanted to be when you grew up. By the way, I wanted to be a professional dancer. So I don't really know that that is (laughs) a helping others, but it is entertaining others and being on stage and communicating through movement. and I think that throughout my, you know, iterations of wanting to be a dancer, then I wanted to be a dance teacher. So then all of a sudden, teaching comes into play, which is coaching and mentoring and being with younger people and helping them decide to become a dancer. And then that shifted over time, obviously, into career coaching. So not necessarily the best example of what I always say, but we'd love to hear from all of you kind of what it is that you wanted to be when you grew up, um and when you kind of had your aha moment about what you do now um so we can go in any order you don't have to spend so much time about it but i'd love to just hear that quickly because i think it's important for people to realize that even us you know as we're going to talk about career and how it's affected currently had something in mind we may have changed our mind here we are now trying to inspire and educate you know our audience now so um and, and also i just want to add one thing and even though this time is somewhat dark there is a lot of what I call lemonade or light happening from the lemons. A lot of aha moments are happening again right now. It's right just now we can't see them that well. We notice them, but we don't see them as well as we would have at like, you know, different times. So, you know, I think discussing our aha moment is actually somewhat collaborative with anyone out there that is being forced to do a deep dark dive and figure out what else they wanna do. And or saying, it's not even a deep dark dive saying, you know what, I don't wanna do that anymore. I'm having a different aha moment. So, I, and I, I hope it's more the latter than it is, you know, the, the prior. Anyway, so Kelly, I see you nodding first. I'm guessing you didn't major in HR. Um, so tell us a little bit about who you were when you were little and what you wanted to do when you grew up.
5: Uh, definitely uh, wanted to be a teacher. And started off even in college for uh, going for education. And about a year or so in, took one psychology class and said, oh, this is it. (laughs) And love psychology for, but the idea of being a psychologist, right? Still the idea of helping people, exhibiting empathy, wanting to connect, wanting to help someone, you know, move forward personally. And, but, you know, when you just have your bachelor's in psychology, it's hard to figure out what you're going to do with that, right? And one of the things that I've learned in my career, and that it, there's a lot of coaching we do with, uh, especially, you know, people that come in uh, to join our company right out of college, is to talk about don't get so stuck on a title. Don't get so fixated on I think I want to be X, this is the title I want to get to, instead to focus on what do you love to do, what excites you, what gets you up in the morning, if it's empathy, if it's helping people. there's To your point, there's 20 different job titles that involve helping people, that involve empathy and and educating or whatever that is that drives you. Uh, And I think for many, that's kind of helped them Either explore different options and being open to pivoting to a different career over time, and also being open even right out of school to taking on a position that isn't necessarily what their degree is in, but it just kind of speaks to them. That's such an important thing for people to recognize that don't get trapped by a title.
0: I love that. And I agree. I mean, I think that that's something that we talk to our candidates about all the time. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, and it's really thinking about what it is that you are good at and what you like, right? So like, if you like math, if you come into my office, you're like, I'm really good at math, but I don't want to be an accountant. And I'll say, you know, there's like 15 other things you can do with numbers, you know, whether it's benefits and compensation in HR, or it's buying in fashion, which I like, you know, a lot of people don't realize in order to be a buyer and actually allocate how much of something you're going to buy for a company or a store, you need to be good at math and know how to use Excel. So there's just certain things that if you really are identifying the skills versus it is, you know, the titles, that's a really important tip. I love that. Um, Great advice. Mm -hmm. Um, What about you, Vaughn? What did you want to be when you grew
4: up? So yeah, um kind of similar Chapping, to me.
0: a staffing branch manager for a deco?
4: It was exactly that. <laughs> as, as a wee we chap branch manager. Um I actually I wanted to be a rock star growing up. Um so my father a musician, I have musicians in my family. Um I heard Pearl Jam for the first time uh, as a kid, and, and that was that. That's who I wanted to be. Um so I actually went to a music college, um, which was a great experience, really, really fortunate for that. Um, in a lot of ways, it was a great experience, not only being surrounded by music, but also being exposed to an ultra, ultra competitive environment and really getting to see like just how good good can be and, and what was out there being in a bigger pond. Um, what was also interesting was I actually majored in music business, which got me more exposed to more of a professional setting and, and interacting with people on a team and getting in front of people and presenting. Um, maybe seeing some financials behind um, a creative endeavor, which is really, really great, which I think sort of um, shaped my career in sales and and then the service industry and all of that. Um, So yeah, I I think there's a lot of overlap as far as um, many, many careers and a creative background. So it can be, you know, speaking, um, coming up with creative solutions for, for business problems especially in times of adversity, you have to really think on your feet and, and improvise. Um, and I think all of that really, really comes into it. Um, music's definitely still a huge part of my life and, and uh, I still love it. And, and it definitely kind of uh, drove everything to where I am with the Deco.
0: Get your eyes on Tim.
4: Absolutely. You're like, oh, hey, Vidya.
0: Hey, (laughs) Tim. Can you figure out how to get my my demo? You know, um, Vaughn, I went to Seattle last summer and saw the Pearl Jam shows, the home shows with my husband for his 40th birthday. We'll talk about that offline. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I wasn't a huge Pearl Jam fan before I met him 15 years ago, but he changed my
4: mind. Awesome.
0: Uh, also sorry, also Vaughn also Vaughn your name would have been really well suited for you to be in lights like that. That
4: was the whole yeah my mother yeah my parents early on that was the whole that was the whole plan behind the name just, uh, So
0: we, the good I name. just I just I'm just curious were you a singer?
4: Uh I I <laughs> I was partially a vocalist but guitar was my principal instrument. Guitar. So play a lot. still is. Alien and you guitar. still
0: and you still play.
4: I do. I do. Good. Yeah.
0: I love that. And by the way, that's a great message to our audience too. I mean, we all have hobbies and, you know, I hate to use the word hobby because it's sometimes your career path and others like, you know, obviously I just mentioned I dance, my sister's husband is a drummer, Um, to be able to have a career and still do something like that, that you're super passionate about, you know, when you get home is, is important, especially right now, as as we're trying to all stay sane. Um, Jen, I see you next. Did you... We we spoke briefly before the call that, you know, this is a new career path-ish for you. we would love to hear from you kind of what you wanted to be when you grew up and how you landed where you are now. Sure. Um,
3: So we talk about this a lot with our students. These are sort of, this is sort of like our introductory, you know, question to them when they come to us, you know, wide-eyed and just not sure what they want to do or what classes they should take. Um, so my first career memory, um, again, we think about this a lot at work is I wanted to be an ice cream person. I wanted to be the ice cream lady who went around town and, you know, just made people happy, smiles on their, you know, the kids' faces, joy. This was, I I remember remember looking at, um, our person and thinking like, God, they've got it made. They have samples all day and they're making people happy. Um,
0: so that a- I need to say to you, I've asked this question no less than a thousand times. I've never heard anyone say that. And it oh, literally mean? is going to be a Cheshire, gr- <laughs> Cheshire cat grin. Oh my God. Love I love it. it. Love it. And That's I asked kindergartners this question. I've
3: I am that, that surprises it's me. Spectacular. That surprises me. Um, yeah. So that was like my, f- I remember that, you know, my five-year-old memory, my first career memory, um, And then, you know, in elementary, middle school, high school um, years, I remember being very drawn to, you know, our... Um, you know, the teaching, helping professions, but specifically our guidance counselors, they would come into the classroom and they would, you know, uh, teach students how to get along better. And I thought like, God, like how great of a career is that? Again, making people, you know, developing skills, making people realize, you know, how to deal with, you know, certain situations um, and how to be, you know, how to be their best. I remember always thinking that about that career. Um, and then, you know, again, you know, it's, it's very typical, I think, in those, um, those college years, you know, to sort of get sidetracked. And that's, that's sort of what happened to me as well. So I was undecided for so long and wound up, um, you know, loving, you know, my psychology classes, my history classes and wanting to do that as a major and I remember my dad saying, you know, well, what skill are you going to be graduating with? You know, that it was, a, it was, you know, um, you know, college didn't make sense, you know, unless you graduated with a skill on paper and, you know, just being a psychology major, a history major did not make sense, you know, to them. And I get that. And I'm very thankful for that because I too wound up getting, um, a teaching degree. So I wound up, um, you know, leaving college with that, and then, um, you know, sort of going into a management training, um, you know, path um, on Wall Street. Um, So not ready, you know, for the classroom, not, you know, sure that that was the path that I wanted to take. And I just really sort of explored. And when I graduated, it was a very good time to sort of do that. Um, Wall Street at the time was looking for, you know, liberal arts majors to see if that would be, you know, a, a good fit for, um, for, you know, their companies. So that's what I wound up doing. And I remember thinking, OK, I'll do this for six months. And then, you know, that turned into a year. And then I got these great opportunities to travel and to manage departments. And, and really, it was 10 years later. Um, so my aha moment, I was thinking about this was. Um, when it was time to sort of, you know, move out of the city and, and, you know, start a family and, you know, potentially still work in some capacity, thinking to myself, would I be able to, or, you know, am I still at the point where I'm still, you know, looking to do the 12 hour days and the weekends? And it had always been a, you know, work had never been, um, you know, I had never, I never really got hung up in the details. I always liked to work. I always, you know, enjoyed working hard, but, you know, putting it all together, I realized that I had to be passionate to continue to do the job that I was doing. If I was going to be commuting for two hours, four hours a day, if I was Mm -hmm. going to be working on weekends and sacrificing, and I just got to the point where I said, this is the moment where I make the switch. Um, so I wound up going back to grad school, you know, and and really just felt that this was this would be a really good time to counsel and to you know teach others about you know the things that I was passionate about career changing counseling. Um, so that's sort of how I wound up at Brookdale.
0: I love that story. And, you know, it's funny, you say a lot of that stuff and, and and we have this common thread a bunch of us about going into education or thinking you wanted to go into education. And so much of what we do is teaching um, and educating, yet, you know, we didn't necessarily know that at the time. And I think it's so, it's so interesting. Obviously you've now um, found yourself in an education institution yeah. um you know but I almost went back to school to be a guidance or get at my not a guidance counselor but I was going to get my master's in counseling when I was at CNN because I was at CNN as a corporate recruiter for many years um and as my dad likes to say now I just work for the family business and thank god he didn't help me figure out how to get my master's degree because I didn't need it um yeah. <laughs> now I just work for him yeah. um thanks dad uh, <laughs> but it was, you know, it is, you know, counseling and education is so much of what we do. So I think it's so interesting that so many of us on the call today have that similar thread. Um, next up on my screen, I see who hasn't talked yet. Anne, what did you want to be when you grew up?
1: Well, I think I follow I suit with really all be. of you. Can you hear me? Yes. I think, I, yeah. I think everyone's I follow- a little glitchy. I don't know if it's my service or not, but I can hear everyone. Okay. Okay, great. Um, I also wanted to be a teacher. I mean, that's how I started actually in college and journalism. But I think when I really think about what I wanted to be as I you know, was getting older, I wanted to be Barbara Walters. Um, and I think about why did I, <laughs> I think she had those great conversations with people, you know, she could really mm-hmm. get to the heart of, you know, what they, what they were all about, what made them tick. And uh, I think there was something to that. I also liked to write. So, you know, early on while I was in college or before college, I would write for the local newspaper. We had like a little township um, paper and I, you know, I used to enjoy that as well. And then I got to college in my, I think almost junior year. And and when I was in college, that was when you would start your um, student teaching, was like your your junior year. And I ended up getting a fabulous internship, Um, kind of fell on my lap. Everybody was getting into finance. I didn't think that that's where I wanted to go, but I wanted to go into the city to do an internship. And I ended up working for a company, an international company um, as a receptionist um, in the World Trade Center and um it was probably one of the most eye-opening and best things i ever did um i got to learn you know what other people did in within the company uh, we would get you know phone calls and i really i think that's really where i started networking um and really um you know learning a little bit about different positions what they did what is a customer service rep you know what is a sales rep what is what are they doing booking what and eventually I was offered another internship the following summer, and then a position in human resources when I graduated. So that was the end of my education, and ended up then, you know, staying in human resources again, having a family, uh, moving out of the city, you know, working for some local um, banks in, um, you know, human resources. And then kind of actually, really, as we say, we, we kind of tend to, to make the, take these crooked paths, right? And family and our values and our interests really are those things that um, guide us. Um, so that's another reason why I think I'm really passionate about working with our students early on. As Jen had touched on, we do a lot of, um, you know, introducing career exploration, you know, when students um, start at Brookdale. And those, those skills, you know, learning what your values and your interests are and assessments are, those things, um, you know, doing taking an internship, maybe it's just something you're passionate about or you're interested about, um, even volunteering. You know, I'll say volunteer at a nonprofit or something that you're interested because those experiences are the things that really tend to guide our, our paths. Um, so I actually ended up in higher education because I had a couple of children and honestly, daycare was getting expensive and I wanted to find something that I could do part-time and fit around my kids' schedules and be home a little bit more. Uh, And I I got into higher education and workforce development and then came over to Brookdale and brought that. I've worked on the uh, Monmouth County, uh, the job fair so that was another um, partnership and networking um, events that we've done over at Brookdale. So I just, I think our paths are really, um, they're all crooked. And and actually I think lifelong learning is important. I don't know, somebody was mentioning that. Um, I actually just graduated in December with my master's degree um, in higher education leadership. So I think that things like that, because of where you are and what you do, if I had done that 20 years ago, I, I, I don't really know that I would have been where I wanted to be. So I feel that now, um, you know, I, I am, and it's it's really helping me, especially during this time, um, you know, to connect with our students. So um, that's sort of how. And I don't I th- I think I haven't. I'm not fully there yet. I think we're still we're still kind of figuring out where it is we're going to go. So um, yeah. Paula Paula just said
0: in the chat, Bravo, Anna. I could yeah. I I me too. Me too. I mean, I, I'm listening to you talk. First of all, the entire time you're speaking, I'm like, same, same. Um, I, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to work in um, journalism. I was a news reporter in high school. Um, then I didn't. Then I realized I didn't want to like move to Kansas or something. Um, and uh, not there's anything wrong with Kansas. I just didn't want to go there. And when I, you know, I. Very similar. I wanted to work in the city. I had no interest. And Marissa to work to- found out she couldn't. She couldn't just start being a news reporter in the number one market. She was like, "Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, I need to switch that." I was like, "Wait, so I'm not going to be on the Today Show like out of the gate?" Yeah, well, <laughs> right. I know. Still uh, trying. We're still trying to get on the Today Show. No, are still trying. <laughs> yeah, so I'm working. I'm working from a different angle now, different vantage point. Um, but I, I wanted to work in. I ended up focusing on beauty, and then beauty became fashion because I couldn't get a job in beauty. And even though I had four internships in it and it's funny, the wisdom that we all accrue. And when you're sitting here listening, you know, and and Tim, you have a tough act to follow now. Um, But when you're sitting here listening to everybody, I think, I think it speaks volumes. I'm really, really thrilled to have Jen and Ann here today because even though we might have a varied audience, as far as where you are in your life, If there's ever been a time where no matter where you are in your life, we're actually all in the same place, it's now. And if there's ever been a time historically for any of us in all of our personal and professional lives where we can look at something evenly and say, you know what, maybe now's a good time for continuing education or maybe now's a good time for me to test the waters and doing this or maybe now's a good time to go back to my roots and remember who I was and what I wanted, Hearing from women like Jen and Anne in this moment, it it may actually be what someone needs to hear, even when they've had several years of work experience. And also, I'd like to spend a moment and just say, as we're talking about things that are, you know, I don't know how relevant the big C word's going to be in the new career climate, which C being commute. I don't know, you know, how many of us as uh, dual working parents had to make choices so that we were not necessarily doing that C word. You know, of course, when we're talking kindly about where we live, we live an hour and 15 minutes and we have the beach. But when we're not talking kindly, it's two hours each way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we all all know that joke. We all know we're guilty of it. Um, It is two hours each way. just don't talk about it because our life is better than anywhere else in the state. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, point is, I, I just, I'm unsure. I'm unsure that a lot of people are going to have to make the same choices that any of us were given without, we had no, we literally had no choice. I right, also so, think something that Ann said that I wanted to just point out fast too. I mean, to take a job as a receptionist, which is something that yes, we educate you. our count, you know, we counsel regularly on, to being open minded to taking a role that you may not have thought you wanted. And, and as Kelly said, don't don't focus on the title, right? You don't right. know what you're gonna pick up. Right, so you might have seen that job description and thought, I don't want to answer phones, right? As a traditional, like, you know, I just graduated a a great school and I don't want to necessarily do that. I want to be a so-and-so. I want to be a manager. I want to be a customer service rep. I want to be... But as a receptionist, you're actually rubbing elbows with all the people that you could potentially then work for. We have so many stories like that, that we've put people to work as a freelance receptionist. They got hired because of a conversation they had in the break room. Right, Um, Right, being being open-minded to that I think is so important I love that story too and um, Tim what about you did you want to be this when you grew up or what about you tell us
2: yeah I, I had no idea um no uh yeah I wanted to be an engineer um and uh, I had no idea what that entailed um <laughs> you know, I, I thought I thought, okay, that's great. That means you're in, uh, you're at mission control at NASA, right? Or that that means you're, uh, you know, you're you're the one who gets to cut the ribbon uh, when the skyscraper opens. And uh, I went to engineering school for a year and absolutely hated it. Oh my, so much math!
0: That's <laughs> and, not uh, math.
2: <laughs> yeah, just it 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 did not did not work for me. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I tried messing around with college a little bit after that, but college and I did not agree. Um, so I got into a bunch of different trades. Uh, I was doing some, some pretty cool mechanical work, uh, at different, uh, as a contractor at different auto manufacturers and, uh, motorcycle companies. And I drove a truck for a while and, um, eventually this is
0: very, uh, unexpected. Um, very unexpected. Very yeah. unexpected. What's <laughs> happening right now? My I'm <laughs> having an yeah. aha moment. Yeah. I'm having one now. I'm like, what's yeah. happening here? That's sorry to sorry. I love it. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. It was uh it was a great time. You know, I, I got to see a lot of different types of businesses. Um I, I got to to learn a lot of like the the basics about you know what you need to do to 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 succeed in any career, really. I mean, you've got to show up on time. You've got to work hard. Um, You've got to be accountable for your actions. Um, You know, I ended up in telecommunications and uh, working for some different uh, wireline uh, communications companies, did some work for some wireless communication companies after that. And um, the, the thing about that, all those industries is there are always reorganizations with big companies. There are always layoffs. And after my, I don't know, third or fourth one sometime in the mid 2000s, um, part of my severance package was a little career counseling uh, uh, sessions. And after, you know, taking a couple of weeks, uh, it, it seemed like. Oh, all the time that I was doing all this different work, um, you know, the main factor that I liked about all of it was the people that I was working with. And, Mm -hmm. um, they said, well, you know, why don't you get out of this, you know, the, the project management part of it, the actual physical piece of it and look at the other side of it, which is, you know, HR. Um, and that's kind of what led me into staffing and, uh, I ended up going to work for, uh, you know, national staffing agency as a recruiter. And that was my introduction into HR. The The cool thing that I liked about it was that I got to work with all the same people that I was just working with. So all these mm-hmm. people that I was working with at Nextel and Sprint and these other communications companies, now I was helping them find jobs. And this and that, was
0: not at a Deco. It was a competitor of a Deco, just to be yeah,
2: clear. that's that's correct. Yeah. Um, it was, the, it was that guy that owns the Ravens and, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure. um, but it, it was, it was great. Um, you know, I was working with the same kinds of people. Um, I, I left a larger agency went to work for, for a smaller one and, uh, had even more fun, you know, kind of roaming the halls at, at, at Verizon for a while and, and putting people to work there. That was great. Um, And that kind of, uh, kind of petered out and um, the agency I was with, the the consulting company I was with finally decided to uh, get out of telecom. Um, It was just too competitive uh, at the time. This was, um, you know, just a few years ago. And I said, okay, well, I still want to do this. I still want to, I still want to help people find work. I want to, but let me see if I can find something that's a little bit more substantial. Let me see if I can find something where once I help them get the job, I can help keep them going. You know, I want to be able to make sure that these people get the promotion. You know, if, if uh, you know, if it's not right in this part of the company, maybe I can find something to help, you know, put them in a different part of the company. And I'd done a little bit of the other pieces of HR like payroll and, uh, I'd managed recruiting teams. So I kind of knew what, what it was to, you know, to, to manage a team and, um, you know, help out with some of the aspects of other aspects of HR, like, uh, like labor law. I, you know, I, I had a little bit of that in me. Um, you know, on, the whole onboarding process and uh, even the, the termination part, which no one likes, but is, you know, unfortunately a part of what we have to do. Um, and I found a, an opening uh, here at Vidya, uh and they, they said, Hey, we're you know, we're looking for someone to, to kind of do everything.
0: And they took um, a chance on you. And they they did it. take a
2: chance on me. They did. I mean, their focus at the time was, was, and, and probably still is hiring. Um, and that's what I was good at, but, uh, and it, it was really fun to, to pick up the rest of the pieces, uh, you know, learning about all the great regulations that go around benefits administration. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, all, 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 the, uh, all the stuff about, uh, you know, all the, all the other little difficulties that, that come into HR and hiring like immigration and stuff like that. Those, these were all things that I either had or I was just picking up really quickly and, and running with. And, uh, and as, as we
0: know, as we yeah. know, and all of us on the call can probably agree um, as we all love to learn being in HR or career coaching or staffing, there's always something new that we need to learn. There's always a new law that we need to brush up on. Um, you know, I, you know, now I've had to learn a lot about, unemployment law that I didn't know a ton about before. Um, So I think, you know, you're a testament, Tim, to making career shifts. Um, I think it's super inspiring for our audience to hear how somebody like at your level, at a company that is as prominent in our community, um, you know, didn't start there at all. Uh, It was, you know, a complete 180. um, and, And really, I think the overarching thread that we all have in common, is taking chances on ourselves and others taking chances on us. So I think that's a really awesome segue to talk a little bit about our current climate and where we are now. I also Uh, want to insert before we switch there, that I would like to connect the dots to all of us in one word. All of us have described uh, one word, which is hope. Mm. Each of us in our careers – personally and professionally have been in moments of struggle and discomfort before. And that is why we're all able to sit here, whether we were at our one company for 20 years and switched departments, which by the way, is not easy to do because you have to make new friends, new alliances, feel comfortable. There's some awkwardness to that, which we don't talk about when we're describing it in a short story um, to changing careers or going back to school or you know, knowing that you had in your heart that you wanted a dream career, and then recognizing that perhaps that was not who you were actually going to be and accepting that. And mm-hmm. then also hearing a story which is completely unexpected from Tim, that he was scrappy and and did different things and and picked his way up and moved his way through different channels and then ended up creating a a life plan for himself that would have been completely unexpected. But all of us have been in struggle and have risen before. Just right now, while we're sitting here talking, we're not necessarily zooming in as closely in those moments as, as we would when we're telling our stories. But I think it's important to say that eventually... Everyone listening will look back on this moment and say, and look what I did after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we, we're all true testaments to that. Sure. There will be an after. So, with that said, um, when we do these talks, oh, I saw people, there are people walking behind you, Vaughn. Um, when were, we're usually on these, these conversations we're talking about different things about, you know, the industry, but I think it's really important to be zooming in literally to abuse that word, you know, how has the pandemic affected you and your industry? How has it affected you and your company? Can you shed light um, in whatever way feels most comfortable for those of us listening um, about like what's happening, you know, what's happening, what's happening in this moment, like Tim, you know, you're on your, you're, you're back in the office, you know, Vaughn, you're back in the office. Jen, you're at home. Kelly, you're at home and you're at home. Um, I'm at home. Our offices are actually open. They have been open. Our doors were never shut except, uh, obviously the doors were shut. We couldn't actually physically go there. Um, but we are an essential staffing. We're an essential business, so. Our teams in New York and New Jersey were putting people to work this entire time, tirelessly on the front lines. And it was a phenomenal storyline. I have not been able to put anyone to work. Jamie has not been able to put anyone to work because our disciplines are not moving right now, but I'd love to be able to, now we said hope, we said we're collectively experienced trauma and crisis and struggle before in different ways. And now I'd like to kind of hear from all of you, um, you know what's happening? Tell us. Tell everyone that's listening. Like what it looks like right now, how it feels, what the plan is, whatever you can share. Yeah, and I'd love to. if We, if I could start with Ann and Jen, I think what I find so fascinating, and I actually this came to me while we were on the call. I mean, you know, I saw the news yesterday that Rutgers will be virtual now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's such an interesting pivot for higher education, and I feel so I could get I well up thinking about these college kids. So. Um, as we all had such rich experiences as we were young, when we were young, to experience this pandemic at that age, I can only imagine how sh- much you're struggling and how they're struggling. And um, I'm wondering if you're seeing an uptick in enrollment um, because of folks not being able to go to where they're supposed to be going, so they're staying home. Um, I'd love to just hear from both of you. I don't care; it doesn't matter which. Um, how you have found this shift to be for the college age student, and I think there's folks out there that would appreciate this as a college age student or a rising college age student, or a or parent of a yeah. parent one, or or just somebody like me who feels for them. Yeah, um, would gone. love to. I'd love to hear from you about how that's affected the college age student. I mean, there, I would. I would say if we we're going to have one one dimensional comment, we could all agree on none of us would want to be 21 right now. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine how challenging that is. Yeah. Well, there's,
3: um, I, I can start, Ann. I think there's, um, there's two sides to our business. So one is, you know, servicing our students. And the other side of our business, which, you know, Anne is truly the expert in our office, is employer partnerships. So we, as a college, need to um, continue to reach out and develop partnerships with local um, employers so that our students can eventually you know, get the internship, land the job, whether, whether or not it's after the associates or after the four-year degree, Um, having those partnerships and, and ensuring that employers know how valuable our students are is, is really on us, right? That's our job. Um, So from that, and, you know, when this, you know, occurred, um, you know, we have, we've had such great reception from employers. We're at Bellworks all the time. We've done tours. Um, we've been to Workwave. You guys were amazing. Um, a lot of the, the communication sort of came to like a grinding halt for a very mm-hmm. short period of time, and and we recognized that, and we understood that, and it was you know up to us to pivot. Right. And to say, OK, these are employers that, you know, um, typically are very receptive to having our students. But right now they are in, you know, a, a really tough spot and they need to adjust as well. So we really had to back off um, for a short period of time. So that, so that impacted our office for sure. Um, but we are seeing an uptick again um, in in that type of communication where employers are reaching back out to us. We're doing virtual um, you know workshops and events for our students. Um, and then our office, you know, went remote, um, you know immediately. And and really making connections with students um, was was our top priority. So and, and what was great was that students were receptive to that. So graduating students who knew they needed, you know, resume building skills, interview skills training, interview skills training in this environment. So, you know, we had tons of students who realized, okay, I need those skills um, if I'm going to be able to get a job, you know, in the fall or, you know, when I graduate. Um, so, so that was sort of, you know, a positive thing that students were still, um, you know, receptive to the remote environment. That's a particular student, right? So those are students who are graduating, who are motivated, who um, are, are okay in this virtual landscape. Um, I, I, my concern is for the students who, you know, maybe this remote environment is, is not easy for them to learn. Um, so while we too, you know, will have a remote, um, you know, uh, platform in some way, you know, come the fall, it hasn't been, you know, announced yet what the entire platform will be. Um, but it, that will be challenging for, you know, for a, a population of our students. Um, so, you know continuing to try to connect and network, not only with employers, but with our students and ensuring that, you know, we still have them in some capacity is really going to be our priority and our focus.
0: Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're really passionate about that layer too as, as um, go ahead, Ann go ahead. I think you're frozen or is it me? Can you guys hear Ann? I can hear, I can't hear Ann, but I can hear you. Okay. Well, as Anne's catching back up, which sometimes then sounds like a fast forward, you know, mixtape um, that Vaughn made in 1999. Um, and now Tim's trying Tim's trying to get digitalized. Um, I think, you know, we're super passionate about that too. For those that don't know this yet, you know, and, and we don't need to spend time on it right this moment, but, you know, Marissa and I had to pivot. We're in the staffing business and, you know, that that traditional staffing model for those that don't know what it is, is, a company gives us a job, we have to fill it. That's it. You know, Marissa sells or I sell depending on our, you know, relationships. And then we have to fill that job. Um, we lost Ann. Hopefully she'll come back. Yes. Um, and so in our industry now, in the traditional sense, we don't have these openings to then give all these candidates opportunities. So what were we doing with all the candidates, right? We have people reaching out that need help. And for so long, we, we, you know, we looked at each other, we're like, we can't just let all these resumes and all these students and all these new grads come into our inbox and not provide some sort of coaching. I mean, that's who we are innately. Um, it's what we built our business on. So I can only imagine Jen and Ann when she comes back, how challenging that's been on the education level. And I think, you know, there are so many opportunities for networking and for education right now and for connection, um, that may look a little different than these students or these new grads or these career pivoters or these um, folks getting their master's, um, you know, that they wouldn't have necessarily considered before, but now they're like, all right, well, what else, you know, what, what's next? Um, So Marissa and I launched a a networking community because of it, a local one um, called the Dreamcatcher's web, where we're trying to get folks like that to join, to have places to, to, somewhere to come, you know, to commiserate, to educate, to connect, Um, And there's so many things like that now, which has been really amazing to watch how how companies are trying to connect with employees in other ways. I mean, Tim or Kelly, I'd love to hear from you, you know, um, if you've been seeing, um, you know, what kind of happened at your companies? Did you, um, I know a lot of larger companies had to um, furlough some staff. They're bringing staff back. I know obviously everyone can see in the news what happened with Macy's and other large companies that Um, had to furlough their staff and then lay off their staff. Um, You know, I'm interested to hear from you guys, you know, the climate at your current firms and um, or at your firms currently, and also what you see as the trend now that this has transpired. And 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 I don't even know where you start. You start about how you've had to change your working environment to how you change how people are coming in and out. I mean, Tim, I think mentioned that he, this today is his work day. Um, in the office, so there's a lot that you can unpack there between the two of you. Um, and I think that's important for, for those that are applying for jobs or thinking about, you know, there. listen, it's not just people that are unemployed, but there are also people that still would like to make change, um, and are itching to make change because they're aware that they want to make change right now. Um, so Kelly, Tim, feel free to, to, to dive in on what you've had to do internally, uh, for your teams
5: i mean for from our standpoint we 've been fortunate enough to not have to um, furlough lay off we 've been able to retain one hundred percent staff. Our clients are um, essential workers meaning they're they're field service companies so pest control companies lawn care they 're all uh, service industries that were deemed essential from the beginning so we 've been fortunate from that standpoint. We also have software that does provides a routing solution so as you know, tons of restaurants have had to figure out ways to now deliver, right? Um, and breweries for that matter and tons of other businesses. Uh, so we've actually seen an, a huge uptick in uh, interest and uh, use of our routing solution. So we've been fortunate from that standpoint. Um, the Obviously, our clients have seen an impact, right? I mean, you're still going to have people that say, you know, we've had a loss of income and we can't continue to get that has control service or whatever it is. So our clients are incredibly resilient and have always figured out ways to navigate on certain situations. Um, and we've been, you know, incredibly supportive of them. And for our staff, you know, we're a, we're a SaaS-based software solution. So for us to all transition to working remote was rather quick and easy to do. Uh, Our bigger transition was to make sure we were doing everything we could to encourage, you know, kind of a new way to connect. So you think about something as easy as like a spirit week, right? Normally it's okay, we're all just going to wear like a crazy hat on Tuesday and, you know, we'll have a buffet breakfast on Wednesday or something. And now we've had to figure out new ways to help everyone feel united. You know,
0: coming up with- wow, it is very hard right now, I can imagine. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, so coming up with ways, like we had a digital cookbook that everybody contributed to so everybody could share recipes together. We did- That's fun. That talent is fun. contest fun. for everybody to- Might need to these. get a copy of that, Kelly. <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> I'm sure some there's some sourdough bread, sourdough bread and banana bread recipe. I was here. just going to say the zucchini <laughs> bread is amazing. <laughs> zucchini bread, yeah, I love it.
5: Uh, But it's stuff like that, that you kind of take for granted of that, and not only that, but just that ability to walk through a space and see everyone, to run into someone in the kitchen, to be waiting for a meeting to start and have that idle chit chat. There's a lot of that, you know, kind of subconscious connection with everybody that you lose. So a big focus for us has been how do you find new ways to maintain that connection Mm -hmm. and maintain those, create those new, uh, create new ways to have an opportunity to bump into someone, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, those quick discussions, that sense of community, which is what I love and I think we all love about Bellworks. Is Welcome that-
0: back, Anne. We got I'm you. Sorry. Hi, Anne. Oh, we got, I got you. Got we got you. Don't worry. All right. Sorry, Kelly. No,
5: it's okay. Um, so, you know, what we all love about Bellworks is it gives us all that sense of community, right? So, mm-hmm. For each of our offices, that's in Bellworks, but just being in the Bellworks space in general, that sense of community. So I think for I would imagine for all of you as well, there's that. How do you kind of you know? How do you maintain that sense of community? Is an important piece.
0: And now, have you are you guys hiring currently? Look, are you 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 see hiring? Um, happening in the near future. Talk to us a little bit about that, Kelly, if you don't want and, yeah. what, and what those jobs look like and do they feel different? I mean, obviously you're a software company, your technology partner. So, I mean, really, I mean, I would think that that would be a business that we would see an uptick in hiring. Um, but yep. I, I'm just curious to see if the jobs that you feel are coming to the forefront look different than they have in the past.
5: In terms of the jobs we're hiring, we did put a hold on things for a few months just to kind of see, okay, so how is this playing out? You know, are we able to maintain the business as we would expect to? Um, But we have, we had a few people join, you know, a couple months ago. We have a few other positions that have been out that we should have filled uh, this month another group of them that are approved to start uh, in the weeks ahead. So um, for us, hiring has been revving back up because again, we've been able, we've had a, um, a, a great uh, you know client experience that's kind of helping us through that. Um, in terms of the positions, it's, it's still the wide scope. You know, it's, it's accounting, position in accounting, sales, uh, engineering roles for sure, data security, um, it's still that same, uh, you know, kind of overall scope support reps. It's it's still that overall scope that we need to keep growing at our teens and and supporting our clients. Um, and because we have we have an office in Italy, we have an office in North Carolina. Majority of our staff are in New Jersey, though. But. So we've already came up with a, a strategy and plan to onboard someone remotely. We've done that tons of times before. So so if I travel like
0: to Italy and just like live there and then take my cookbook, um, <laughs> I'm like, wait, you have an office in Italy. There's a cookbook routing. I'm like, what's happening over there? <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's, it's, I hate to interrupt you, but it's so it's so refreshing to hear that there are industries and companies locally and not just locally, but who didn't necessarily, yes, had to take a small pause, but didn't necessarily have to shift too much as far as, you know, retaining your current employees. I love that you're 100 you know, percent retained. I think that's amazing to hear and, and very inspirational to our audience, but also that there's still openings and opportunity. Um, yeah, so I think that's and
5: it's really and it's strategic, impact. right? It's it's by no means the volume that we had before, but the idea is first and foremost to protect. Do everything we can to protect the employees that we have now, and add employees to teams that are you know that need it, but make sure we're doing it in a way where we don't put those new employees at risk, right? We want to make sure that if something changes for us economically, you know, if something happens for our clients, anything like that, we want to make sure we can maintain those those people were bringing on board so right, so that
0: they feel connected, balance. connected and now let me ask you right. this if it's okay to share um the interview process or the hiring process or the submissions process let's just go there because that's what Vaughn and Jamie and I do um you know are you inundated like for every job that you have posted or do you have double Triple. I mean, I'm assuming you would have quite a volume of resumes anyway. And how are you navigating that?
5: Yeah, it's definitely we don't have to. uh, We definitely have more volume than we did historically. Um, It's a you know, one recommendation I have for anyone applying for a job is to make sure your resume speaks to the position you're applying for. I think there's a tendency for folks to create a resume. They create their resume and then right. they send that resume around and apply for a ton of jobs. Like we've had people that have applied for three different jobs at our company. And but it's the same resume they've submitted for each of those positions. And in talking to them, you realize there are ways they could have modified their resume to really speak to what they did in their role. That shows here's why I'd be great at this particular
0: job. Yeah, you know what, Kelly? Marissa and I do this often. I'd love to hear Vaughn's thoughts on this too. I mean, we sit with candidates who, you know, like have that one version and we'll be talking and they'll explain, you know, I also answered the phones at that company, but I wasn't the receptionist, so I didn't put it on. And I'll say to them, but if the job description is asking for you to have answered phones or have customer service skill or be able to speak to clients properly, you might want to add that back on. And all of a sudden, you just do a save as, as I say, and all of a sudden, you have four, five, eight versions Then you just have resume. to be wise enough to remember what you sent them. Send where. the right one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just send the <laughs> so right mean, one. I was, I was sitting there thinking as you're talking, I was like, hashtag, thank you, Kelly. Because yeah. I feel like... I I I feel like a broken record um, for so many years. But in all fairness, I think that especially, and I I hate to say the words especially now because it's really always been this way. People, when they write their resume, it is such a personal journey for them. And it's so trying for whatever the reason. And of course, for all of us, we are just the people that could write a resume. So it's easier for us. And I I never take that bedside manner out of it because I recognize that it's very hard for people to articulate what they've done, their highs, their lows. And I say right from the gate, this is not a diary entry. This is a tool for you to get a job. Remove the emotion, which is so ironic because I'm emotional about everything except for this piece of paper. Literally everything else I'm emotional about. This, I'm telling you, you need to speak on this resume so that Kelly can see it. And that's it. Without lying. Right, so Vaughn, Vaughn. I'd love to hear from you. I mean, it sounds like you had some upticks in staffing and industries that were unexpected. Did you see, um, you know, as you are you on the sales side or also recruiting or both? Or you know, tell us no, a little no. bit what you're doing and also, you know, if you could speak to a little bit of that. You know, the resume, the tailoring the resume. You know, we have fashion folks that come in who, yeah, we're not going to place you in fashion right now. Um, but we get a job order, say we had this huge project that came in from the New York City Housing Authority. They needed 500 people in five boroughs essentially overnight to come in and sanitize their buildings. Right. And so we have this database of hundreds of people, thousands of people who might be a creative director or they are a, um, a fashion designer or they are a teacher and they just need work. Right. So they, you know, tell us a little bit about how you've pivoted in staffing. If you could speak to that a little bit and what you've seen as well. And also, yeah. I'd let, I, if you don't mind saying an internal strategy and also external.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd love to touch upon the resume uh, topic as well. I'm, I'm, resumes are, are near and dear to my heart. So I love talking.
0: Same, about Yeah, we all we all talking about <laughs> <So> resumes. <laughs> so
4: um, yeah, I mean, we've been impacted. Dramatically at a deco, so being a large staffing organization we're essentially an index um, with exposure to many many companies ranging from you know the Google's of the world and the Amazons of the world to local local businesses with a handful of employees and it's been that's a lot of what I love about the organization and, and the job is finding out what makes other organizations tick and how we can partner to help them um, but it's been really really telling in the in the past few months to see what organizations um, how they've been impacted, how they've been able to respond, how that's affected their hiring strategy. Um, so we've had to adapt very, very quickly and, and uh, dramatically. So we've had everything from um, shifting the the businesses that we've partnered with. So we've had creative and, and perm recruiters that things have changed and now they're working on you know, filling forklift operation positions across the country and and, um, that sort of thing. So it's been, it's been pretty dramatic. I mean, we've had um, organizations that we partner with if they're exposed to, or have an exposure to aerospace or some of these, Um, industries that were absolutely, you know, hit very, very hard um, that have seen really dramatic losses. So it's been really interesting for us from a business strategy standpoint. Um, Certainly that affects sales strategy and who we're reaching out to and how we can partner with everybody. Um, but also from a service standpoint, you know, just seeing what we can do. So if there are furloughs or layoffs at some of our partner organizations, um, what we, can we do to transition these people into other roles or maybe help them with resumes or help them, uh, pivot and, and approach something different from a career standpoint, um, internally there's been, there's certainly been adjustment. We've seen, um, shifts across the board from a, from a personnel standpoint, certainly, um, And working remote is definitely an adjustment for, for many people. And and it kind of reveals, I think working remote also reveals a lot about people's approach to work and some people adapt to it very, very naturally, depending on their role and their personal, um, personal work style for some, it's not as natural. So, you know, having that personal interaction is really, really helpful. Um, it reveals a lot about initiative and, and just organization and that sort of thing. So that's been really telling for us. Um, we're very happy to see that we're just seeing an uptick in in certain industries and, and we're able to bring some of our colleagues back, which has been great. And we're seeing a lot of our partner organizations, um, kind of come back to a closer to a full speed or starting to bring on more administrative roles or customer service or, or roles that were not necessarily, um, able to shift to remote and we're kind of, you know, eliminated. So we're just now seeing those conversations start to happen, which is, which has been great.
0: You know, and I think this is a good segue to, to, you know, obviously in the interest of time, we could talk for hours. I, I love talking to folks that do what what we do because we obviously all have this commonality amongst us that we love to help others and we're in our industries and our businesses and our jobs because of it. I'd love to hear from each of you, you know, um, and we could go, not everyone got to speak on that point, but I'd love to kind of just go in order at this point and just kind of talk, you know, to wrap um Do you have advice for the current job seeker? Um, What is that advice right now? If you could pick one thing, I mean, obviously Kelly said something so poignant about the resume, tailoring. Um, It doesn't have to be just one, but if if you have an overall um, words of wisdom for our listeners right now, most of whom I'm guessing are either looking for work, um, maybe they just got furloughed, they're floundering a little bit, they're not sure what's next. Um, Some words of wisdom, some words of hope, Um, as we are all career experts. And um, also, in addition to that, if there's anything that is, you know, something that you can say to inspire them, but if there's anything that you want to add to that that inspires you, that keeps you going, if you have a mantra, if you have, you know, a recommendation of, uh, you know, a podcast or a show or something that keeps you inspired so that you can then continuously inspire. um, I think I'd love to hear those two things from each of you. I think that all of our audience members would benefit in some way from hearing those things. So, no particular order. Um, we can go back to Ann now that we have her live. Um, if you don't mind, Ann, just giving us some words of wisdom for our listeners. Actually, I'm is sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is it I have a in higher education, but in all areas of, it, yeah. of the industry.
1: Well, you know what I I think we were talking about hope, and that's what I had started out to before. But I think resiliency. Um, no matter where you are, this is teaching all of us resiliency skills and those skills getting back to the last question are transferable skills so you know we don't know what our environments it's we're going to go back we don't know how it's going to be different um but utilize these skills you know if you're learning from home or working from home you know even zooming meeting all of these things i'm i'm trying to sort of put them in my back pocket that really i I get a chance, you know, when we're in the office, for us, the students are, are coming in to visit us. We have workshops. We do get to see them. But I'm getting to meet with students one-on-one. Um, and sometimes those conversations and figuring out where their interests lie and their passions and their transferable skills, I think have been so helpful um, in this environment. And it's it's sort of a positive twist on what we think might be so you know, scary. Um, so I think resiliency and looking at it, that we're building resiliency and, um, you know, keeping to a routine. I think that's really important. I don't know. Um, you said a mantra. I mean, I, I try to, you know, I walk every day and when I'm walking, I try to say in my, like, don't worry, be happy. You know, it's some days it's tough. Um, uh, but you know, you just got to look with what what's what you've got in front of you and there's a lot of a great, great things ahead. And I think we'll, um, you know, we're going to make it through this. And as you said, you're already back uh, in the office, some of you, you know, it maybe it looks a little bit different. And uh, Jen, I think I got cut off, but you were talking about how, you know, at Brookdale, we are heading back. It's going to look a little different. Um, but we will be back. We'll be online or online live, which, you know, we'll be Zooming um, classrooms, and we'll also have some that will meet face-to-face. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're getting there, and we're our resources for career centers and career offices, they're free. We're talking about resumes, and I think many times uh, students, even alumni, I mean, you are seeing some many times alumni, and I know resumes can be so overwhelming, but if you reach out to your your career center um, in your colleges, if they've attended Brookdale, we will, we've got the resources, we'll work with you and work with them to... to and I to think likely, not to interrupt
0: you, I think that likely would go for any school, right? You went anywhere and you may not think 10, 15 years out that you would go back to your college career center, but my guess is if you could speak to this, that folks in your positions at other schools around the country would probably be happy to help you.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we see students many times, as Jen said, we work with alumni. Maybe somebody finished Brookdale, you know, 15 years ago and or, and then transitioned to a four-year. We see many of those students maybe have, have worked for a couple of years and they come back. But we have so many resources. We're online. Um, virtually too, um, that will help them get through interviews, um, job databases, just many, many things. But, you know, we do look to all of you, you employers are fabulous and you work with our students and um, it, it's, you know, it's a it's a mentoring, We it's a work in progress. So, um, you know, I think resiliency and communication, we need to, to keep doing things like this. This is great. I mean, We're networking, we're 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 you know finding out what your needs are and you can see where we're coming from. So you know we're all here to help you and going forward in the fall um and beyond, we're here. So thanks for having us too. So resiliency and don't worry, be happy. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Great chat.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. Jen, what about you? Do you have anything to add to that or um thoughts or words of wisdom or mantras that you can share with the audience? Sure. Um I would say, you know, and, and this call,
3: um, this podcast is a perfect example of um, just don't discount your previous experiences, your previous roles you've learned from every single experience you've learned from every single job and, you know, rely on, you know, um, your resume to highlight all of the transferable skills and, and all of the things that you've done to get you where you are today. And if you're in that spot where, you know, you're looking, if you're stuck and you're looking to shift, or, you know, if you have to, you know, for unforeseeable reasons, you know, make a career change or a job switch um, you know, Take, just take a look at those previous experiences and highlight, you know, those skills that um, are transferable to other sectors, um, you know, other companies. Um, I would say my mantra, especially now, um, is to always learn. Um, so I try to you know, look at every day as I'm going to learn something new today i'm going to keep my eyes and my ears open and my heart open, and you know continue to try to learn particularly in this challenging you know um, environment. there's always another perspective that it's important to listen to um, and I think if we can do that and continue to make connections um you know we'll all be in a better place so that's That would be my mantra for this period of time.
0: Always be learning. I love it. Um, What about you, Tim? We didn't get a chance to talk to you about your, whether or not you guys are hiring. If you don't mind just talking quickly on that and then wrapping with the, um, the mantra inspirational quote type situation.
2: Yeah, I'll, uh, we're, we're definitely hiring. Um, you know, we've, uh, everyone's staying home and streaming music, so we're doing okay. Um, you know we we 've actually uh, we're doing a little bit of a shift internally um, we're uh, uh, adding some folks to our our creator relations department uh, we're looking to add some more b2 b clients um, ramp up some of our platform as a service uh, subscription business so we're adding some folks to assist with that we're adding you know CRM administrator and um, you know some uh, some research assistance and things like that, um, but uh, yeah, I mean I'll, I'll echo what Kelly said. Uh, you know we've got a way more applicants now than we know what to do with, um, and I would I would say yeah that's that's the you know also right out of her mouth tailor that resume because. I see a lot of applicants, but not a lot of really good fits. And I'm I'm all about giving people the you know the same kinds of chances that I was given. So if you're not the perfect fit, but you've got some of the right relevant experience, make sure it's I'll on take there. A shot, yeah, I'll, right. I'll give you a call. But if I don't see it, uh, you know, I, I can't I, I can't just I just don't have the time. So.
0: and, and you, have, you, you, you you don't have, have time to talk. read between the lines. Yeah, it's hard. You speak yeah. volumes. I, I I'm so proud to have you and I don't know if proud's the right word, but your experience, Tim, and now I know you for a while, to hear some of that stuff that you said and then for you to be sitting at your in your driver's seat, literally and figuratively, and looking at this audience and say, Hey, listen, I'm gonna give you a shot, but you have to meet me halfway. I mean, people have to understand and, and Tim and I have talked about this before. You know, my, my husband was part of a, a media layoff last year this is a senior level executive. This is before any of this. And, and the struggle as a senior level employee looking for work when you have a perfect resume and all things and, and, and severance and all the right things was so challenging that from my position, I remember being so still, still raw about it. Because it was, you know, it's very difficult to have your resume looked at. But let me just say one really important thing. Tim and Kelly are humans and they only have so many hours in the day. So if you want your stuff to get looked at, make sure it looks right. Mm -hmm. Also, have patience, right? Because the truth is, is Tim and Kelly and everyone like Tim and Kelly are now balancing so much on their plates between maybe having to invest in plastic division guards and structuring people's coming in and out of the office and things that are, 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 are next level important. Right. And I feel that it, I, I, I want people to feel empowered listening to you and not forlorn. Right. So, and I think the most empowering part about Tim and kelly specifically is tim did so many things and he's the one reviewing your resume and video ish right and kelly has done so many things at her company and has weathered so many different storms and she's the one reviewing your resume at WorkWave. Anyway, I'm sorry. It means to I think it's, no, it's important to get for people really, like really, really heated up about amped up, because it's important for people to realize, like the, the person that's reviewing your resume, I mean, we say this all the time, likely the first step of a resume review comes through a computer. It is what it is, right? You get a, a sense through a database that we then can search. That's usually the way that all of us search for someone. So in order to be seen or at least get the chance taken on you that Tim would take on you, The words need to be there, right? I tell people all the time, if you write Adobe Photoshop, I'm sorry, if you say um, Adobe Suite on your resume, but it is required that you know InDesign, and I do a search for InDesign, you don't pop up by accident. It's the simplest example of making sure your resume is tailored for the role. Because I go in my database, I search for the word InDesign, I don't find you because you have Adobe Suite written. So that's a simple example of tailoring your resume. And then remember to have grace for the people like us who are reviewing, but know also my mantra is everything happens for a reason, which might sound cliche now. Sorry if that was anybody is on the call and I stole it. Um, But you have to sometimes just have a little bit of faith that where you're meant to be will will happen with time. So um, Tim, did you have a mantra or anything that keeps you inspired that you wanted to share with the audience?
2: Yeah. Um, right now, uh, I would say take a breath. Um, you know, this is the perfect time for it. Uh, you, you might be struggling, maybe you're looking, maybe you're doing just great. Um, maybe your business is booming and you're, you're cranking out the work, but this is the time to to take a breath because, um, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if anything that spending time at home with my kids has taught me is that, we're not going to get this time back. And uh, someone a lot smarter than me said, you know, no one ever uh, looked back on their life, wishing they spent more time at the office. Um, so this, this is a time to kind of, you know, reassess what you want to do. If, if this is, you know, the time you want to take a look at something else, great. Uh, if this is the time you want to pour yourself into your work, um, take a breath and figure out the way to do it smart. And if you're, you know, if you're struggling, you're trying to find work somewhere, maybe this is the time to pause and figure out what it is you really want to do. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just pause for a moment and take a breath.
0: I love that. And and Paula said while you were chatting before, it's important to have a great attitude, even if you don't have a lot of experience and, and being willing to learn and taking chances on things that you maybe would never have thought to do. Or somebody like Tim, who had a little bit of each thing in HR, but really only had the recruiting and somebody took a chance on him and he took a chance on himself and here he is leading the HR team. So I think it's important to remember that that great attitude is 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 key, even if it's more challenging to find these days. Um, Vaughn, did you have anything to share? Any um, words of wisdom or mantras that you can share with the, with the audience?
4: Absolutely. Um, I think in general, as far as employment and, and looking at one's career, I think it's important for people to have an idea of what they're looking for and a, a general thesis, as far as what they want their career to look like, whether it's at a larger organization or more entrepreneurial endeavor, uh, but be willing to adapt and be willing to change. So put yourself in situations, but be mindful um, of being flexible and being able to adapt. Um, and and uh, I believe Jen put it really, really well. Um, constant learning is important. There's almost no excuse for it now with the amount of information that's out there with, all these platforms. I mean, YouTube, you can find out, you know, uh, you can learn Excel or new platforms or so many things on YouTube for free or Khan Academy, um, general assembly. There's so many great, great resources. Brookdale community college, I think is one of the great values educationally. Um, Possibly in the world, I, for a per credit basis, I've, I've had so many great experiences uh, with Brookdale, just great faculty, um, great experiences. Um, these are things that should be explored regularly throughout one's career. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, the basics. As far as a mantra, um, one that I like, I, I've gotten more into stoic philosophy recently, especially with recent, uh, recent events and, and adversity and all of that. Um, my favorite is be tolerant with others and strict with oneself. Um, and I think it's especially these days, a lot of things coming to light, people have different circumstances and, and you don't know what someone else's journey has been. And, and I think it's important to be empathetic and, and understanding of these things, um, but be strict with yourself as far as your work ethic and, and being disciplined and um, reigning in things and, and being mindful of what you control and, and um, all of that.
0: I, love that. I like that one, Vaughn. Thank you. Same. I wrote it down. Um. Right? We're all we're all cut from the same cloth. And, and you know what, Kelly, I wanted to throw this at you um, because you're not back at Bell Works yet, correct? Correct. So um what do you miss the most? No uh, pressure.
5: It, <laughs> aside from the food, I think the food is number one for sure. We're
0: actually gonna ask that question as our last question about the food.
5: <laughs> what do you miss I'll the most? What's your and what's your mantra? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so for, for Bellworks, I think it is that feeling of community. I feel like there's such an energy when you walk through Bellworks, whether it's just taking a lap around the top uh, level, level five, where we are, or on the first floor, there's just such this feeling of an energy. And while there's definitely a different energy in my house these days, it's, it's, you know, it's, there's no way to duplicate that Bellworks energy. Um, So I'm, I'm excited for the day when we can come back in. Uh, and you know, as a company, to experience that energy, um, and then me for a mantra, which I think is so fitting. I have two that I always think: one, keep an open mind. <laughs> it's constantly mm-hmm. keeping. Uh, and this too shall pass. I think there's so much we kind of get wound up in in the day and in the moment, and it's important to remember this is everything is a bit fleeting. So it's just similar to similar to Tim, take a breath. This too shall pass.
0: I love that. I think I'm going to need to rewind this and listen to the last five. I want to listen to all your mantras Um, as a, as, as, as our fun question to wrap. I mean, we could, we could talk to you guys all day. um, But in, in, in the interest of everyone's time to to wrap up, we, we like to ask a question at the end of our conversations, just to like shake the sillies out. As I say to my four and eight year old, take a breath, this you shall pass, all of those things. Um, We've had all this amazing conversation Um, And just, you know, to to kind of lighten the mood, would love to ask all of you um, one final question Um, for those of us that work at Bellworks and and or visit Bellworks. You know, one of the things that we love to talk to people about is like, what's your favorite meal locally like that you um, that you miss or that you love or that you have eaten maybe this whole time that has helped you survive. Um, but if there's something in particular Bellworks related um, that you wanted to shout out, I think it would be a fun kind of activity for our last. And, and our friends there have done a great job with their provisions and all the different stuff. I mean, I definitely picked up boxes of food and drove up there um, and, 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 and got some of the rations that they, the beautiful things that they provided. Um, go ahead. I'm curious to see what everyone misses, loves, or can't live without. I'm going to start. I miss the Asian salad from um, Broad Fork. I just really love that dressing, and I miss it terribly. And I really can't wait to go back and have that salad. So that is my shout-out. Um, in Bell Market. Anybody have anything specific? It doesn't have to be In Bell Works. Obviously, it would be great if it is. But anything locally that you wanted to shout-out? Um, you know, we end up tagging everyone after our conversation. so it gives a little love to our small businesses that we like to support. No particular order. I can just, you know, start with Tim there. You have something specific that you wanted to shout out in, in the building or around the area.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I I guess, uh, yeah, from bell market. Uh, I miss that beef belly. Wow.
0: Oh yeah. That's that's, I've heard about that. I've never had it. That's gonna be your first meal when
2: that, it opens. <laughs> when they open up, uh, that that'll be the first one, absolutely.
0: I love it. What about you, Jen? It doesn't have to be in Bellworks, but if it is, great. If not in the local area, anything to shout out?
3: Oh, so, oh, so many. Um, what's happening in Red Bank is so cool because I so just cool. all of you know. I just missed eating out. Um, oh my gosh, I don't I don't even know where to start. Um, oh my, you're gonna ha- I'm going to have to pass for a minute because there's a list. Go ahead,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, just to, enlighten, to enlighten the audience too, what Jen's referring to, for those that aren't as local, um, Red Bank shut down their main street on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights and basically have, every restaurant has tables like pouring into the streets and it's become like a thoroughfare, um, socially distanced, of course, to eat out and given, you know, every restaurant more space to have outdoor seating, which has been a really amazing thing to watch as a pivot. I went to Asbury Park yesterday. They're doing something very similar where they have tables on the sidewalk, but they also have tables in front of other stores that aren't, you know, and it's amazing to see how their neighbors are allowing them to expand past their typical kind of box. You know, I went to Tallulah's in Asbury Park yesterday and there was tables right in front. But then there was also tables like down the street. I said to my kids, I'm like, I think those are also Tallulah tables. And it was in front of a store. And I'm like, how cool that they have allowed these neighbors to expand and given these businesses an opportunity to still serve their customers. Because otherwise, their little box in front of their restaurant is like four tables deep. Um, But I I agree. um, I would say like the angry lobster dish, at catch.
3: Yum. Um, And I would say everything Asbury. From Langosta to Tallulahs um, in Bell I love that station where you can um, make your own noodles. You know, you could sort oh, of. Oh,
0: sure, yeah. What's the name of that place? Does anyone know Palawan now? Anybody? The name of the Asian. Um, we'll come back to it. I'm sure okay. Ming probably knows too, because Ming loves it there. Yeah. Um, so cool. I'll, I'll- there you go. <laughs> yes so cool thank you paula i'm like paula get in the chat yeah. um want to make sure we properly shout them out no i agree i, I love that i love all the food in the bell market oh my god it's so good those are some good answers who else vaughn what about you
4: oh uh, so much especially food related well you're uh, there
0: now but i mean not yeah. all of it's
4: open um food wise in bell works Estrella azul big time miss them missed them terribly the state bowl I, I have dreams about it still um, <laughs> to open, open up soon. And then locally um, in Fairhaven, Seat uh, to Sprout. Oh, the best. Sprout, the kimchi bowl, it's just- Kimchi
0: rice bowl, everyone loves that. I'm a Thank buffalo you. chickpea salad girl there, but um, they just opened outdoor seating as well in their little oh, wow. um, parking lot area. They have a few tables, just FYI, you can check them out. Um, I agree, Seat to Sprout, highly recommend. So good. So good. What about you, Kelly? My big treat ever at Bellworks is oh
5: yeah. I'm a big snacker, so I love going to Honeybell and getting a chai tea and a scone. They have the best scones there. They're fantastic.
0: Love it.
1: What about I you, Anne? Did you
0: uh, yes, second that? I love the answer. It.
1: Yes. And I and I like bus curdues, right? They're there. And I think I've yeah. gotten my vanilla chai tea, yeah, in there. So yes, mm-hmm. we when we go for when we come for meetings, we often do you know visit all the the, the whole market and, and grab something from different places when is the market going to open the outs the um outside flea market that they have or, or garden market okay i can't think the of flea market i believe paula can probably chat
0: and i'm happy to read it out loud paula but the flea market um opened last mm-hmm. week i believe on wednesday um for pickup Drive-through pickup, and I think at first it was just the. Oh, here we go. Farmers market is open every Wednesday, um, so that is starting to happen. It brings uh, for walk-through, amazing. Um, so that's going to bring a little bit more life back to Bell to Bellworks, which yeah. is so amazing to hear. And they have some really cool plans for the summer. Um, I saw some stuff in their in their um, in their newsletter about a drive-through movie experience. Um, some really awesome things that Paula and her team and the rest of the teams at Bellworks are are trying to reimagine that amazing amazing space. So, some really awesome stuff. And, and not for nothing, for those of you listening that are not necessarily close to us, we're all, especially if you have kids, always looking for different types of adventures um, to do. And we're not far away, and it's a great drive. It's beautiful landscape. It's a great walk. You can exercise out there, and you're also only a few few minutes away from some beautiful beautiful i mean we can all speak to this trails parks we have so much at our fingertips and of course we're by the beach um so it's worth if you're looking for something different to do um you know plan it right with maybe the wednesdays and come down for a visit uh and i just want to say i don't think anyone mentioned mine. did anyone manage, mention the hummus place no oh no. i love that place i eat a company yeah, I am a. I'm a. I'm really guilty. They have like a hummus with like caramelized onion and mushroom, um, and it's it's special, spectacular. Yeah. Can you tell that we've all been preparing our own meals for a long time? <laughs> the rest of us are like, what else? You know what, <laughs> dear <laughs> Kelly, we don't want the, we don't want the cookbook. We just want someone else to do the cooking. <laughs> Correct. Please. I will leave yeah, I my completely agree with I'm that ready for someone to feed me and clean up after me. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, Paula just said in the chat that a drive-thru cinema is coming soon. And by the way, I can't wait for that. That sounds so fun. I can't wait to do that either. Um, well, anyway, it was such a pleasure to have you all here today. I think that there's been some really amazing nuggets of wisdom for our audience, for each other. I mean, Marissa and I talk about it all the time. I love doing these because I myself love to keep learning. And these are opportunities for me to learn about what you all do and things that keep you motivated, inspired and how your businesses have shifted. And, um, you know, obviously we couldn't get to everything today that we would have loved to talk about, but it is nice to hear as an overarching um, sum up that all of our businesses are starting to either shift, change, get better, there's opportunity, there's ways to network for our internal, external candidates, you know, and I think uh, uh, another thing to take away is that there are people out there, plenty of us, who want to help, that, or, you know, have opportunity potentially, both in a job, um, you know, a, a, an open job, to a, a course at Brookdale, to a conversation with someone like Vaughn, or my sister, or me, um, we're here to help, and I think that, if nothing else we can take away from today is that, you know, um, the word hope is a really good one. And there is a lot of hope on the horizon. I think that this has been a real challenging time for all of us in many, many ways, but um, we're all going through it together. And we're going to keep chugging along and trucking along like Tim as a, as a truck driver back in the day, which I learned today. (laughs) Um, And if there's anything anybody wanted to, to wrap or say before we, hang up. I'm happy to give anybody the floor. Feel free to, to chime in or raise your hand if there's something specific you wanted to make sure you said about your brand, your company, your anything, anything that we missed.
3: Thank you very much for putting this together. Really, this is fantastic for everybody, for your clients, for the community, for, you know, students, for employers. This, this was great. I really appreciate it.
0: An honor it's and a pleasure to do these. And and to- work with Paula and Brooke and, and the Bellworks team. It's really a, a, a professional and frankly, a personal high for Jamie and I myself. Yeah, because, okay. you know, otherwise I'd be just, you know, making my third meal <laughs> of the day and cleaning it up. And uh, so I appreciate you giving me the excuse to be in my locked bedroom for the last two hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would like to add, uh, if we're all adding and finaleing, I'd like you to know that I put you all on mute. About 30 seconds ago, because I am facing this way but can see through my front window. And I saw my daughter, who's eight, get on the back of a motorized like bike with her <laughs> friends and zoom down the street <laughs> while I was on the Zoom. Okay. So I just want you to know that it was, it took, it, what was it, Vaughn? strictness with myself and tolerance <laughs> of others <laughs> for me that you absolutely melt down freak out and almost jump out my window in that moment <laughs> i'm like live texting my husband i called her gizmo oh well we were still talking and by the way, she's definitely never going to do that again and is in a lot of trouble. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck with that today. Um, wonderful to meet or see all of you again. Thank you to our Bellworks partners and Ming at A Shared Universe who does our sound and recording for being here today. Thank you to our audience for, for tuning in. This will live live on the Bellworks page, on the Choice page, on the Dreamcatchers page um if you didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing it is there and we will see hopefully see and also physically see you all very soon we hope
1: so appreciate all of you keep up
0: your good work thank you for all the hope and collaboration